And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you once again, John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary John Bon Jovial. And uh, welcome to the David Bowers Awards, where we have a we have a more somber occasion and a somber show today, as we are all with heavy hearts for having lost over the weekend our engineer, editor, production guy, and very dear friend, uh, Nick Rogers left us over the weekend, and uh, he will forever be missed. And uh, this show today is dedicated to the memory of Nick Rogers. But yeah, it, it it just doesn't seem real. I'm obviously upset. I'm angry. I'm devastated over this. Uh, Nick Rogers was more than just our engineer. Nick Rogers was, for all intents and purposes, my son. My son, Marshall, and Nick are the same age, 36. Um, They've both known each other since they were in the first grade together and became fast, fast friends. They were inseparable when they were kids. Uh, You know, Nick went his own way. Uh, went up to Chicago to do the the gig scene up there for a while, and did a little bit of touring with his band. And uh, he he uh, he and my son uh, would always stay in touch with each other. I mean, they were always on the phone with each other in some way, shape, or form, whether it was a phone call or a text message. And they would stay in touch with each other. And then, of course, Nick moved back here. Oh, probably 10 years or so ago when I say here, uh, Naples, Florida. And, uh, you know, we got to see him quite a bit. And uh, he uh, just kind of latched on to David and I to, um, he became our engineer, our post-production guy. Uh, He was very quick to be able to analyze and fix things as we were, in the early days, doing this as a live show, two hours a day, uh, every once every Sunday for what, once a month or so, uh, and uh, you know the relationship, the bond between the three of us grew very tight um, as a result of that engineering. Um, Nick died of uh, unexplainable causes. It was very sudden and very unexpected. Uh, my heart is breaking. I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, our, our children are supposed to outlive us. It's not supposed to work the other way around. Um, Nick's parents preceded him in death, and his father, um, Doug Rogers, uh, was dying of cancer, and, uh, you know, he kind of, uh, he pulled me aside one day and intimated. He just said, you know, hey, keep an eye on the kid, will you? And I took that very seriously. I, I did. I stood in for, for Doug at, at Nick and Naomi's wedding, 
This is just something that I'm still processing, and I'm just having an incredible amount of trouble wrapping my head around. Um, we've got some of Nick's music here to play, and um, I, I've said enough. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's it's just it's it's gut wrenching. It's understandable. And I'm, I'm, I'm fighting back here. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it was uh, was a real shocker. When I got that call from John at uh, I don't know six o'clock in the morning local time, give or take, I don't know exactly what time it was. He woke me up, and uh, I knew something was wrong just getting a call that early. But uh, yeah, Nick was—he was a consummate music man. He was a performer, a musician, an artist. He was a producer. He was an engineer. As a matter of fact, he was a degreed audio engineer. He did tour. Uh, both with his band and with other bands nationally and uh, did the audio for them. He brought a world of experience and a wealth of talent to our show, helping us achieve a uh, a decent sound and uh, not hesitating to tell us when we screwed up or when there was something wrong that we should fix. And he was also, as uh, John intimated, he was our post-production guy. When the show was complete, we packed it up, shipped it off to Nick, along with the music tracks, which he re-entered into the program so that uh, we would have the highest possible quality of sound for the music. Nick was, as I said, a consummate musician. One of the reasons we're going on with the show is because, uh, well, like the quaint old saying goes, the show must go on. And And he would have wanted us to. We're in agreement that Nick would have wanted the show to go on. He would have said, no, there's no reason for you not to do it. And so we are going to continue. We're going to play a tune. Nick, as I said, had played with several different bands. As a matter of fact, he was currently playing with, I I don't know how many, but I know there was at least two or three different bands in Southwest Florida that he filled in with at one time or another, including uh, the track we're going to play next, the, it's a, it's, it's a track by a, a local artist named Drew Connor, and right. he's very is, extraordinarily talented musician. He's a drummer, and, uh, and Nick uh, engineered uh, this and produced this particular cut and plays bass on it. Right, and uh, Drew also is the uh, owner-operator of the Drew Connor School of Music in Naples, uh, which Nick also worked at as an instructor, and Drew has told us that... Uh, Nick had an uncanny ability like no one Drew had ever met in being able to relate with the kids he was teaching and get them to connect with him and learn from him and grow with him. And uh, again, Nick, you will be missed but not forgotten. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Drew Connor with Nick Rogers on bass, as well as having produced and engineered the track, and I believe... If I pronounce it correctly, it is Georgina.
Georgina. That's that's Nick Rogers on bass with the uh, Drew Connor band, and uh, also he produced and engineered that. Nick, we're going to miss you, and we will long remember you. And today's show is dedicated to Nick Rogers. Thank you, Nick. Moving along, we have a couple of ladies joining us today, and uh, the first one will be up shortly. And appropriately enough, her set starts off with, uh, well, with what we'd like to do and toast to Nick Rogers at this point, have a glass of wine. And here she is. Her name is Adrian Hopp, and the song is This Glass of Wine.
Adrian Hopp. That's called This Glass of Wine, and here she is right now. Adrian, hello. Hey, how are you? Great. Welcome to the David Bowers Awards, and thank you for stopping by today. We're glad to have you here and get to know you. Tell you what, for uh, listeners that might not be familiar with you, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, what makes Adrian Hopp Adrian Hopp. Yeah, so um, a little background about me. I started singing when I was six in church. Um, grew up doing that and moved to Nashville in 2014 to pursue country music and um, been here ever since. I love it a lot. And what makes me me? I don't know. I'm a little uh, goofball and <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I just really love music and love singing and it's just made my life so happy. Love singing for people and yeah. That's Fantastic. <laughs> and hey, there's nothing wrong with being a little goofball. The important thing is you are yourself and uh, the fact that you love what you're doing is even better. That that completes the package right there. And I tell you, the, the sound that you have and the music that I've heard of yours uh, can really cross genres because that tune you just did there, uh, I, I can see sitting in a uh, a piano bar nightclub with a glass of something, a glass of wine or whatever, and you singing that song in a totally non-country atmosphere and it going over perfectly as if it belonged there. So uh, I I wouldn't worry too much about, about a genre-specific classification there. You've definitely got the uh, talent to bridge the gap. Now, you said you've been... You've been in Nashville since 14? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you're uh, going on seven years there now. You've probably gotten to meet a few people. Uh, you played some of the local uh, some of the local establishments? Yeah, I played a few different places. Um, I played at Douglas Corner before it sadly closed. And uh, most, I think the coolest place I've played a song was RCA Studio B. Um, oh, gosh. Where, like, Elvis and Dolly have recorded, yeah. so it's crazy. <laughs> So lucky to get to do that. <laughs> but, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was just going to say, I hope you get some pictures of that. Yes, pictures, videos. It was amazing. I didn't feel like I was worthy to be in that room. <laughs> well, hey, somebody must have thought so because you were there. So uh, I salute yeah. you for that. John Bon Jovial, come on in here. I know that you've got a couple of questions. Join us. Well, again, Adrian, first of all, welcome. It's great that you are with us, and I just love that song that we just played, This Glass of Wine. Uh, I, You know, I tell this to all of our guests, and I'll tell you the same thing. Uh, I, I don't get to hear the music until we start the show, and that's by design, so, you know, so we can get a, you know, a, a visceral gut reaction, and I just... It, to me, it's what you're doing. It's like country soul. It's uh, I I like it. I I really Thank like it you. a lot. Oh sure. Well, what I want to know though is, you know, when it comes to music, everybody, whether it's going to be uh, Adrian Hop or uh, or or uh, Dolly Parton, has their musical muse. Who's yours? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I say this all the time. I, I love Garth Brooks. I really think that's what right. He's and, um, you know, just, like, relays real life messages through his songs. 
everything. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I can hear, you know, when, when Garth does slow it down a little bit, and he's not a wild man jumping all over the stage, I can hear a little <laughs> bit of that soulful sound in him, and... Uh, and and it's nice that it's that it's translated over to you. But the thing that I like about this is the fact that you are able to uh, to have a country tinge to it, but also as as David just so aptly pointed out, you know, a, a late night piano bar, and uh, that's that, that, it, it's easier said than done. It, it's very difficult to do that, and I, and I think you're pulling it off. It's almost a torch song. It's almost a torch song effect, and uh, yeah. I, I've always always loved that atmosphere. It really just a mellow, pleasant atmosphere, and that was the feeling I got listening to this glass of wine. And uh, I don't always listen to glasses of wine, but hey, in this case, I do. <laughs> now are you are you writing these tunes too? So I didn't write this glass of wine. Um, that one was actually written by a songwriter in Nashville named Caitlin Smith. Um, she's amazing. I don't know if you know her music, but I love her. Um, but I do write. Some of my other songs that are out there have been co-written by me and some friends. Um, you know, just really trying to get more into writing. I think I was really shy growing up, so I never really wanted to write because I was scared that people would judge me for my feelings. But now that I'm older, I'm like, well, I'm not old, 24, but now that I'm <laughs> more grown up, I'm not scared to share how I feel. So definitely trying to hone my craft there. Well, that's a good thing, and you're doing the right thing. Yeah, step out and step up with confidence. When you feel you're ready to do something, go ahead and do it. And uh you know, don't be intimidated by what some other people might think. Uh, I always flash back to something my mother taught me as a kid, and she was so true. It's the complainers that you're going to hear from. The people yeah. that like what you do may not speak up, but you can bet your bottom dollar that the ones who've got a complaint will. So you're only hearing from part of the audience if they do say anything negative. Ignore it. Go ahead and do what you do well and do it to the best of your ability, and you'll be fine. Now, you are working on your writing. You're obviously you've been doing some live performances when we could, and hopefully we're going to be getting back to that again. What have you got you're working on for the immediate right? What do you got you're working on for the immediate future? Yeah, so um, just throughout this whole you know crazy time we're living in, I've been doing a lot of stuff like this, like radio interviews and um, a lot of Facebook takeovers for different platforms that have just been so gracious to let me go on their page and do like an hour long little live stream show. Um, and you know, at first I was like kind of nervous to do that kind of stuff, but. It has introduced me to a whole new audience that I don't think I would have tapped into had we just been playing standard shows here in Nashville. So um, there's there's a silver lining to everything, and I really think that this quarantine, this COVID situation has really just allowed me to, you know, introduce myself to a lot more people. So I think it's great. A lot of the artists we've talked to have expressed similar feelings along with the creative process, the fact that they have had more time to dedicate to their creative process rather than just, you know, fitting yeah. in into some spare time in their schedule. They've been able to take time to do a serious creative process, sit back, relax, put the day-to-day -day life out of their minds and let the creativity flow as it were. Uh, you know, that's not quite a Bellamy Brothers song, but uh, they have <laughs> been able to, to uh, 
let their let their creative juices flow, and this is a good thing. And uh, they've also looked for you know, new ways to approach what they do, whether it be the writing, the performing, or whatever. And uh, yeah, I think that's a uh, I think that's a good thing, John Bon Jovial. Yeah, once uh, this this whole COVID thing passes, Adrian, what? Uh, I, I know you. I'm sure you want to get out and tour, but yeah. how do you want to approach it? Do you do you want to approach it as just being strictly local to kind of, you know, get the dust off of you and then expand, or do you just want to jump into it, you know, full bore? Oh my gosh, I just want to jump into it. I keep saying as soon as I get my vaccine, everything is good. I am not saying no to anything. Like I'm so ready to go play wherever it may be and just get back out there. I feel like I lost, I mean, everyone feels this way. We lost a year of, you know, our lives doing what seems to be normal. Um, and I'm just ready to go go out at guns blazing and get it done. That's a good thing. I like the attitude, and I uh, want you to make a note of, uh, of two cities, okay? Uh, Naples, Florida, okay. which is Naples, Fort Myers, and also okay. Tempe, Arizona, which is in the Phoenix metro. And the reason I mention those two cities is because John is down in Naples. I'm out in the Phoenix metro. So if you ever hit either of those two cities, I want you to let me know or let uh, let us know, and uh, whichever one of us is closer, obviously, Arizona, me, Florida, John, uh, we're going to try to make it out and catch your show. Okay, I will let you know. We, we, love, there are, we love to get to know our guests on more than just a 10-minute chat. Uh, we like to get to know you, get to know a little bit about what you're doing, what you are, who you are, and also stay in touch with you, see how you progress, what happens to you over the years. And uh, we've got artists that we've been talking to for eight years or more that uh, we stay in touch with and we find out what's going on with them, get their new releases, and, of course, help promote you and your music. Along that line, I have a uh, one of our social media pages is on Facebook. It's the David Bowers Awards Groups page. And uh, if you go to that page, you can put it on your uh, press release uh, list if you'd like and uh, if you go to that page you can publish your notes and announcements directly to that page you don't have to go through me or anybody and we will pick it up and spread it to our other social media pages and that's the whole idea what that page is there for we put it up there so that artists would have one more place to post their music notes news releases tour schedules uh, rumors, whatever you want to share with your fans and followers, and hopefully pick up some new fans and followers along the way. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Help yourself there. And as I said, uh, we'd love to stay in touch with you. Hope you will do that. And uh, we also hope that you'll come back and see us again, too. Any plans for an album in the future? Oh, yes. In the future, definitely. Not this year, um, but I'm hoping so in the next, you know, year and a half, two years or so, while I'm honing in that songwriting craft to get something out there full length, for sure. Absolutely. Let me, let me ask you a question. As a younger emerging artist, you know, as opposed to the old timers that are over 25 and have been in the business more than 10 years. Don't say that. No. I'm going to be 25 so soon. <laughs> what the, from your perspective, what do you find is the most challenging thing 
for you in the music business? Um, I think the most challenging thing is, you know, there's there's a million people that want the same thing. Um, so it's just kind of trying to convince people why you're different. I think that's the most challenging part of trying to break into the industry. Like why, what makes me different than, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else searching for the same dream. And um, I think for a long time I tried to fit into the same category as so many other people and just trying to figure out who you are and how to sell yourself. That's important and also can be difficult at times. Absolutely. Very, very well said. And uh, one of the other things that we do here, once you're on our show, you're part of our family, by the way. One of the other things we do is we have a very strong belief when it comes to self-promotion. We encourage it wholeheartedly. So this is where you get a minute to tell the folks how they can find you, how they can contact you, how they can get your music, whatever they need to do to get in touch with you. Okay, awesome. Okay, so you can find me on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, um, gosh, I'm like blinking, (laughs) Um, Pandora, (laughs) all the music streaming platforms. You can find me under my name, Adrian Hawk. Um, And then on social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as underscore Adrian Hop, and then Facebook, Adrian Hop Music. Um, and I'm on TikTok, too, if you guys are into that. <laughs> but awesome. Always search my name, and you can find me. Absolutely. And for, for, those who, uh, for those of you who aren't watching this audio presentation, I'd like to point out that Adrian spells her last name H-A-U-P as in Peter, T as in Thomas. So if you're going online looking for Adrian Hop, that's what you look for, last name, H-A-U-P-T. So I wanted to check Thank that out. You. And if you do have trouble finding her, drop me a line at david at thedavidbowers.com, and I'll be glad to help you find her. Adrian, we've got a few seconds left. want to thank you again so much for coming, sharing with us today, including your personal story as well as your music. And if you would, tell us a little bit about this next track we're going to play, Could Have Changed. Well, first I want to thank you for having me. Um, Could Have Changed is a song kind of about when, you, when you're breaking up with someone and you're reflecting on the things you could have done differently and how you wish you could have changed to make that person stay. I think we can all relate to things that we wish we could have changed. Thank you again so much, ladies and gentlemen. Adrian Hopp, and here she is with Could Have Changed. Back of your truck after 
have changed. Lovely song. I like that song. And she's got she's got such a feeling that she puts out in her music well beyond her years. Uh, Adrian Hop is the name. And I think you're going to be hearing more from that young lady. Another young lady that we have already heard more from. She's got a following that goes around the world. She really made a name for herself, and she's going to share that with us right now. She is, uh, well, what can we say? She rocks the blues on a working class, well, for the working class people who are stressed out by the COVID lockdown and the challenges of musicians to keep making music, here she is now. Her name is Anne-Marie Pisterno, and this is Money Pain. Yeah. 
Anne-Marie Pisterno, ladies and gentlemen, along with the great Bob McGilvin, who is also a singer, songwriter, producer, sound engineer, boutique tube amp maker, and a legend in Nashville, working in nearly every aspect of the industry. And Anne-Marie had the pleasure of working with him, and we're going to get to talk to her right now. Anne-Marie, hello. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, both guys. Doing great. Thank you. So glad you could be so glad you could be here with us and uh, just played your uh, I, I love that tune Money Pain it's, it's just so well it's so things I can't say here but it's let's put it this way it's a gutsy tune and I love it but your new one which we're going to talk about in a few minutes here uh, is is just uh, awesome it's a uh, it's a collectible that's that's one we're going to hang on to for a long long time tell us about Anne-Marie okay, where did you get your start in uh, in music? Well, um, you know, I've been singing ever since I was a kid, and I just keep learning no matter how old I get. I just keep trying to add to everything I've learned. So as a kid, I played piano and guitar and wrote prolifically. And as I got into my teenage years in high school and college, I did theater, drama, choir, speech, you know, I just loved performing because I was actually a pretty shy, quiet kid. So my teachers really encouraged those talents. And I also was artistic, meaning drawing and painting and wrote stories and poems. And um, I did, you know, I was just so encouraged that I kept going and found where my voice was. So as a result, in college, I got into music and I started developing my comedic talent and doing, of course, live theater and singing, dancing, acting. And it just kept progressing from one to the next. It just kept progressing and um, ended up getting a professional theater job and doing dinner theaters for several years, cruise ships, bands, Disney World, Busch Gardens. And sometimes it'd be comedy, improv, dinner theater, bands of every genre and so I just kept going to the point of to where I'm at about now in 2012 moved out cold to Nashville from Florida because I wanted to start writing again I had been doing so many cover bands and pop bands and top 40 and but it was all covers and I decided I wanted to start writing again so long story short packed up everything with my cats and Everything in my car came out to Nashville and started going out to writer's nights and started writing songs again and discovered I could put them on the radio. And then I discovered I could make music videos and it just kept going on. And so here I am. I'm a independent artist writing my music and producing them with the fabulous musical arrangements of Bob McGilpin. He definitely is a true gem, not only a great producer, but a friend and Really a great collaborator. When I bring in my little demos, he makes them magical. That is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I can relate from what John and I have done uh, with this show to what you're doing. We we were in radio, both of us, for uh, a lot of years. As a matter of fact, we met in Florida radio in Tampa. And uh, we just got the bug here, uh, what was it, about eight, nine years ago and said, you know, we really missed radio. But commercial radio today, uh, kind of like a vacuum cleaner. It kind of sucks, and we didn't want to, you know, there was no sense even trying to get back into that. We just we just decided to do our own thing, 
I said, you know, hey, with the Internet, we can do whatever we want, and people will either listen or they won't, and uh, we don't have to be beholden to anybody. No corporate sponsor is going to come in and say, oh, you can't do that, or you can't say you can't say radio sucks, you know, stuff like that. We just do our own thing, and we kind of gravitated to doing the indie artist thing, especially I especially love doing the emerging artists, the ones that are on their way up and listening to their perspective, how they look at it, what they're doing to make it and everything. And then we balance it with some experienced artists so that the, uh, you know, the emergence can get a feel for what it's like and what people like you who have been in the business uh, really feel about what it took to get you there and how you feel now that you are there. And I have only one quick question right on this subject to ask you. And after listening to your litany of what you have done and what you do, what don't you do? Well, I definitely have a lot of experience, <laughs> but I ain't got no money. I got money pain. <laughs> yeah, well, it took a lot of eating a lot of eggs and tuna and toast and being poor and sleeping on the floor to get to where I'm at. But I don't know. I think um, you have to constantly be willing to learn. And I do. I mean, I Google, how do I do this? Or uh, video editing. I I mean, I used to make little promo videos, but to really edit a music video, I think each one's starting to come out better and better. Money Pain was my first music video that I actually tried to do really? a music video and then colorblind it was locked down it was very hard to get people together so I'm like how can I do this without being able to get large groups of people together of what elaborate you know fantasy I had mm -hmm. in my mind about what I wanted the video to be about so I thought well how, how, how about I just be different characters in the video so I filmed everything myself edited everything myself wow. and colorblind and produced it all myself. And I'm like, dang, I'm good. <laughs> but really, it, it fit the message well, because as far as colorblind, it had the characters of a queen and somebody trying to keep law and order and a vigilante and a, and a good witch and a sorceress and, you know, me and, and these different personalities that told the story of really the colors of people's characters and money pain does show Bob McGilpin in it, but we couldn't get together. He actually wrote Money Pain, which is a fabulous song, but one <laughs> song I did not write, and asked me to sing on it, and of course I said yes, and we were able to record in studio, but once it came time to the video, that is right when the whole shutdown happened, mm -hmm. and yeah. so we decided to try and come up with an inventive way to tell the story of working musicians and just the working class and how were we going to do it when we couldn't be in the same room together. But what's even funnier is a lot of people say, wow, you guys have a lot of rapport and we were never in the same room. <laughs> so he filmed his clips, I filmed mine, but we have such a great connection and working relationship after him doing about 10 of my single releases now that <laughs> we really kind of know the flow and the humor and he, he's just such a great guy and I think he really even made that video fun for what it was and uh the music and my that's one of my favorite songs and it's done very well too on the indie radio charts well it, it's done very well by the people who did it and i love what i really like about these two songs is showing the different sides of you 
uh, your capabilities musically as well as message-wise. They are really two very separate entities, and you do them well. John Bon Jovial, you look like you're trying to say something. <laughs> Turn your mic yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> my my microphone is on, and uh, wow, Anne-Marie, we're just really incredibly glad that you're here, and uh, I had questions for you, but David has already pretty much covered them. I just wanted an, to offer an observation uh, of money pain, and that you know this is the first time I've heard it because I don't get to hear the music until we actually do the show, so you know we can get a good gut reaction. And and the thing that I like about your voice is is it has a uh, and and this is going to sound weird, but I mean it in the highest form of compliment. It has a a guttural high mileage quality to it, and I think it is just absolutely perfect for that genre of music that we just listened to. And so I just wanted to tell you that, I, you know, I really like it. Well, thank you. You know, and when uh, Bob sent me the tracks and with the demo of his voice on it, and then, of course, he changed a few things once I came in, but he sounded more like a Don Henley kind of, it was a little, it wasn't, didn't quite have that punch. And he says, <laughs> I need that punch because there was another song that we had done together, Discount Tobacco and Beer, that I had gone into a Janis Joplin kind of riff near the end of the song and go to town vocally with improvising and kind mm. of scatting and just going up into a soul register. Sure. They said, I want that kind of voice. And so I went in and I could just hear a perfect harmony to what he was doing in an upper register. And then, of course, we had some background parts and banter and, you know, you just can't go wrong with Bob McGilpin. I mean, it's just so great to work with him, and he understands my voice. Um, and we both challenge each other because I'll be like, I want you to play like Brad Paisley or Santana right here. <laughs> you <know? laughs> You're holding back. Come on. I need a little bit more. And, um, you know, the harmonies, I I'm a very strong harmony-driven writer when it comes to writing songs and even singing I like a lot of harmonies. That's just how I was trained through choir sure. and being in theater, big ensembles and lots of lots of melodies and things going mm -hmm. around and parts. So then his instrumentations kind of go in and around my voice as well. And um, when it comes to me writing an original, we'll sit and talk about what we want the sounds to be like. And I love blues and rock. You know, I do have country and I can sing traditional country, but to me, that's almost too easy. So I like playing around with my voice and going in opposite directions of what people might expect as far as mm -hmm. vocal sounds. I can think of maybe one country singer, Gary Stewart, that he would always bring his voice up instead of the natural down in his melodies. Right. And I kind of do some of that myself going in and out of the lines and also what I would call bending the note and um, creating movement. Like when I'm in the right. studio, I actually have a visual of movement of a pendulum of how my voice goes. And uh, so somehow we've come up with kind of like a really great collaboration of each song seems well. to get better and better, you know, yeah, you guys work well together. It's apparent that you do have that rapport and you work 
very well together there. Now, we've got a few seconds here before we let you go, and you've already answered what I was going to ask you to do in the last minute here, and that would be talk about colorblind. You already did that, so I'm going to ask you one quickie. If you had to put it into 30 seconds, what advice would you give an emerging artist who came to you and said, how do I make it in music in 2021? Well, uh, real quick about Colorblind, that song is about discrimination and hate and eliminating it and asking people to look inside their heart as characters. So those colors are of human character of what's in your heart and mind. And the same goes for being an artist that wants to make it. You have to be real. You have to be authentic to yourself. You can't be afraid to speak out, to learn and you definitely need to surround yourself with good people, good working people, and do your research. Don't be taken because there's a lot of fools out there and a lot of people that mm-hmm. will try and take your money. So yep. you do have to really stay on the industry, learn as much as you can, and you know, don't just always jump in. Jump in with your writing and your voice and your art- artistry as far right. as the business side. Always be cautious, do your due diligence, and exactly. you know, make sure that you understand how the industry and things work, and and be professional. <laughs> you know, and you and understand that it's called a business for a reason. <laughs> and re- you know, and as kind of satisfying though to do what your own voice is, you know, and have exactly. that control. And this time has gone by so quickly. It feels like we just started talking and I'm already getting the signal to wrap. So I'm going to have to wrap it up right now. We thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today and hope you come back and see us. And above all else, once you're on the show, you're part of our family. So please keep in touch. Let us know what's going on and, uh, you know, drop us off your, your new tunes. We'll make sure we get some plays out of them for you. And we'd love to have you come back in the future. Absolutely. I hope people will check out my website, annemariepaserno.com, one-stop shop. And thank you thank so much, you so much. Bowers Award. We heartily endorse. have a great night. We heartily endorse self-promotion, so good on you. Thank you again, Anne-Marie Paserno, ladies and gentlemen. And here she is with her latest, Colorblind. What color of kind are you? What color of love? What history have you written? Are you proud of much? Hate has burned our eyes. Fear born from evil lies. What color, what color are you?
Anne-Marie Paserno, it's called Colorblind. We want to thank Anne-Marie and our other guest, Adrian Hopp, for being with us today. We thank you, our listeners, as always, for being here, because without you, there wouldn't be a show. And we'd like to thank Nick Rogers for all he gave us. Nick, this one's for you. John Bon Jovial, take us home. 
Well, folks, you've done it again. You've spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we are, as always, very grateful for your attendance. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, which is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services and now including the new podchaser.com forward slash the david bowers follow the david bowers awards on blog talk radio instagram twitter linkedin and facebook and be sure to join us next week for the david bowers awards saturday at 12 p.m eastern on wrfc fm that's 106.3 on your fm radio dial in rochester new york and on blog talk radio sunday at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific and 6 p.m utc So until next week for the David Bowers and the spirit of our good friend Nick Rogers, who we will miss terribly, this is John Bon Jovial saying be good to each other, love each other, give your family a hug because you just don't know what tomorrow brings. We'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.